Have we ever taken the time to seriously consider that reading that was read this morning out of Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 20? As we're saying in the song, what would it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 4 and in verse 7, what do you have that you have not received? And if you received it, why do you act as if you have not received it? What do you have that you have not received? The title of the lesson is The Misunderstood Gift. We may want to relate that to being a Christian or other factors along the way, and that is involved. But have we misunderstood the gift that God gave? Not just his son, but the gift that God gave of this world. Before time began, God was, has always been, and shall always be. He created this world. His gift. He created man in his own image, after his own likeness. It's his gift. It enabled us to inhabit this land and to produce. It's his gift. He planned a redemption for us. But when we transgressed in sin, it's his gift. But have we misunderstood that gift? Paul, as he writes to the Romans, particularly in chapter 1, verses 18 through 32, and talking to the Gentiles, or talking about the Gentiles, they misunderstood the gift. And three times in that, those verses, verse 24, 26, 28, God gave them up when they refused to listen to a created world when they refused to listen refused to listen to the creator god gave them up here we go on in the chapter 2 and 3 of romans 
and remind the Jews that they were no better than the Gentiles because they did not follow God either. Romans 3 and verse 10, there's none righteous, no, not one. Verse 23, for all this sinned and come short of the glory of God because they forgot or misunderstood that gift that God gave. Romans 6, 23 reminds them that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And in the reading this morning in Deuteronomy, Moses is reminding the people again of what's involved in this gift that they had received. And the gift that they would receive. And the gift that they did not comprehend the coming of the Messiah. He spends the first four chapters of Deuteronomy recounting their history with God. Chapter 5, he recounts the Ten Commandments along with the circumstances in which Moses had received those commandments and then in turn gave them to the Israelites. Chapter 6, he recounts that greatest command. Hear, Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Chapter 7, Moses is beginning to prepare the Israelites for the day when they would enter into that promised land. He would warn them that they needed to be reminded that they were God's chosen people. And not to intermingle with the people who currently occupied that land. They are a covenant people. And the promises, the blessings, and the prosperity that they would receive if they would keep the commandments of the Lord. Then in the chapter 8, he begins to recall, begins with the call for them to keep the commandments, to remember their history. Have we misunderstood the gift of God for who we are, one as human beings, and who we are as God's chosen people. And why that is the case, that we are his people. He told him in verse 6, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God. And you are to walk in his ways. 
and you are to fear God. Paul reminds us in Romans 15 and verse 4 that the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning and for our admonition, that we, through the patience and the comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. And as you've read the history of Israel, starting in Exodus and even before that, as you will, but particularly in the book of Exodus, as you read and as you remember how the people who had prayed for 430 years to be delivered out of Egyptian bondage, prayed, beseeched God for a deliverance. And then when it came, totally unprepared to believe, to comprehend, and to accept that deliverance. Have we misunderstood that gift that we have of forgiveness of sins and the hope of an eternal life with God one day? A gift that's been prepared before the foundation of the world a gift that has been carefully executed through human history, all that Old Testament, that gift that came on human history in person to be rejected, ridiculed, and mocked, that gift that God still offered to man following his death, his burial, and his resurrection. A gift that would continually be misunderstood even on the day of Pentecost and following. The not understanding of who the gift was for. Believing that it was for the Jews only. Even the miracles that God had to perform to convince Peter that the Jews could be fellow heirs with the, the Gentiles could be fellow heirs with the Jews. And that in God's eyes there was no division. <coughs> Have we misunderstood that gift as well? And in the reading, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you this day. Talking to those that again 
saw the miracles, the ten plagues in Egypt. Sometimes we forget that in the ten plagues, it was a demonstration of God's power over those Egyptian gods that they had been a part of for 430 years. That those Egyptian gods that the Egyptians and Israelites at times would worship had no power to compare with God above. They had gods in the plural. What they couldn't see, they couldn't hear, they couldn't touch, they couldn't move because they were not real. These Israelites had seen that. They had seen the parting of the Red Sea. They had seen the fact that when the Red Sea was parted, that they walked through on dry ground. They saw the miracles in the wilderness as God led them those 40 years, that pillar of fire at night and the cloud, pillar of cloud during the day, provided for them miraculously. And yet they forgot that. Do not forget the Lord your God. We have received forgiveness of our sins had them, have, have had them blotted out to be remembered by God no more. Absolutely remembered by Him no more. But also, sometimes have we forgotten? As brought out in Ezekiel 20, 18 rather, in verse 30 and following. If the righteous turns from his righteousness and does wicked, I will not remember his righteous deeds, but he will be punished for his wickedness. And if the wicked return from their wickedness and do what is right, I will no longer remember their wickedness but the fact that they were doing what is right. Why would you do wrong and perish? God takes no delight in the punishment of the wicked. Turn and live. Have we forgotten who we are? Do we have forgotten how richly blessed we are just in the fact in the world in which we live. And how many times have we become guilty of doing the various things that we're warned against here in Deuteronomy 8, 11 through 20? You're going to prosper. You're going to do well. Things are going to go well for you. Do not forget 
God and turn from him. Understand that there are commandments. As been said before, he did not give ten suggestions, he gave ten commandments. He does not give suggestions to us today through the New Testament. He gives commandments to us. They're not options. It's not cafeteria style. That you can go through and pick and choose what you want to do and what you want to believe and what you want to follow. It's love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. Keep his word, his will, those commandments that are there. Do not forget his judgments. He is a righteous judge, and with him there is no partiality. If you do what is right, you shall be blessed. you do what is wrong, you shall be punished. It matters not who you are. It matters not the country in which you live. It matters not the time frame in which you live. There is no partiality with God. If you love him, you keep his word. If you do not love him, or if you do not keep his word, it's because you do not love him. Have we forgotten or misunderstood that gift that God has given to us? That gift of free will. You've got a choice. You've heard me say before, James 4, 16 is a haunting verse. What is your life but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away? And to remind myself that in this vapor, this brief, brief, brief period of time, I determine where I will be eternally. Based on what I know from God's Word, based on what I learn as I live in this vapor, but I'm determining eternity. It's a sobering thought to consider. It's not an end to it. We need to think. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which I command you this day. Again, take time to read Deuteronomy. See the things that God has to say and what he's expecting from those that would serve him. When you've eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell on in them, and when your hearts, when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and your gold multiply, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land. You forget the Lord your God who through his grace and mercy gave you forgiveness of sins. 
It is so easy. We live in a land that has emphasized the opportunity for any individual to do well. It matters not their background. Immigrants who have come into this country have done well. Land of opportunity. And how quickly have we forgotten those early beginnings? How quickly are we inclined as a nation to strive to remove any reference to God at all from any of our monuments and structures that we have. Two hundred plus years is a short period of time and how quickly we forget. But how quickly do we forget as individuals here of how richly blessed we are to be who we are and to have this opportunity to worship and to serve that living God who so loved that he gave his only begotten son. He would go on to remind Israel, go back and look at it again to read, you've forgotten what happened in the wilderness. You forgot the fiery serpents and the scorpions. And why were they there? What was their purpose? Trying to turn them back to God. Trying to encourage them to simply take God at his word. The fiery serpents in the camp were not removed. But the means of being healed was established. The serpent of brass put up on a pole. And there's no human logic that can ever comprehend of how being bitten by a poisonous serpent that one could be healed by simply looking at a brass serpent. There is no logic. The lesson was, did you trust God at his word? Simply do what he says. Simply do what he says. And you'll find healing. Hasn't changed for us in the spiritual sense. The healing for our sins is found in the blood of Christ. But how many at times do not accept that? How many struggle with letting go of past sins? And not just ours, 
but also those of our spiritual family. Sins repented of and confessed. God holds no more. Do we forget? We've got not a (coughs) brass servant. We have the Savior on the cross. Do we forget? That's where the healing power is. Have we misunderstood the gift that God has given to us? Where, oh, where would we be without that gift, any gift that God has chosen to richly bestow upon us? What will your answer be? One day you stand to give an answer. What will your answer be? Again, that's a sobering thought. Standing before the righteous throne of the holy God above as an individual to give an account for the life that you've lived. Will it be lived or will it have been lived in the blood of Jesus Christ? Or will you stand alone before that righteous judge? God in his grace and God in his mercy grants us time and opportunity to make changes in our life. His desire from before the foundation of the world, his desire is that you one day would be able to dwell with him eternally in that heavenly city. But the choice is yours. You will not force or compel, does not browbeat or threaten. The statement is simply there. Come unto me, all ye that are laden or heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and there you shall find rest for your souls. As we sing that invitation song, as you consider the life that you're living, have you misunderstood that gift that God has given? If we could help you, or if we could assist you in any way in making that life right with God, indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.